Yeah. Welcome to Bonehead. Um, no, no, let's not welcome them. No, 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 no. Let's, let's see if we like them. You know what? Yeah. Get the hell out. <laughs> no, 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 no. You just hold on for a second. Did they bring jalapeno poppers? Oh, what type? Are we talking cream cheese or the cheddar cheese? Because I'll eat both. I was about to say cheese. <laughs> what hell peppers does it make? I'll eat them. Both. I'll eat them. I, I've seen you eat. Yeah, I'll eat them. I both. mean, dog shit that was now, deep fried. That, that's not true. It was a dog. <laughs> I'm not a proud man. I'll explore. You can hold it by the tail. It's so <laughs> tasty. And it, it was not deterred. Um, deterred? <laughs> deterred. Oh, I was. I, just got what you were I saying. was deterred. It looked um, kind of like the shrimp you get. With the oh god. Anyway, oh, that's nasty. What I was saying about on the way yes. over here. So, so the, the uh, Wicked Witch of the West. You see, I used to work for her. She had those flying monkeys. Yes. Do you think she blamed the monkeys for the smell? Because she, she couldn't be exposed. No, she needed to wash. She couldn't be exposed to water. Yeah. So you think? I just think the monkeys probably got blamed. No, and but you, what you really need. Does to Does a wicked explain that more about the water? I don't know. I don't I've never know. Read I, it. I, I, I'll be honest. I have. I slept with a lady wife, who did, but it still somehow loves, didn't come through. My me. wife loves the musical and all of that stuff, but I haven't read it. If have I'm you read honest. it? Yeah, I've read. I've read a portion of. I've read most of the book. It's, yeah. it's written by Gregory McGuire. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and he's wrote several other ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Son of a witch, a lion. I always want to say it's a lion in winter, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> he did not write. He did not write that. Confessions of an Ugly Stepsister. Um, and then there's a Alice in Wonderland one, and I got Dana. Yeah, I've got them all for Christy. The but, last one you got, you got me to get was signed. Yeah. It Joseph Beth by him. Yes. That being said, I just wanted to bring that up because I was sitting there thinking, you know, that's that's got to be something she blamed on the monkey. I got to be honest, this is slightly more interesting than a couple of our other shows, well, so see, I think we should probably just keep going. I, really I, need I to... had 15 different mm-hmm. conversations about pop culture, wait a minute, type stuff on the way over. I don't know why my brain was just going a mile a minute. I think it's the meth. But what you really got to worry about is, more than that. likely, those monkeys have not yet reached maturity yet. <laughs> I can't. I can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> point. Point. Counterpoint. Point. Welcome to Bonehead. That wicked witch ain't gonna have no face. <laughs> oh my god! If those if those monkeys get a hold of any bath salts, <laughs> bath salt. Oh my god! Bath salt flying monkeys on the next six sad world. Six sad world. Um. So we're this time. <laughs> Robert Latham Brown on Bonehead. By the way, I don't think you're, we have not even told you what the topic is. No. You're probably never going to guess at this point. No, I'm not. Once again, we're interviewing Robert Latham Brown. <laughs> By the way, he I doesn't we know what we're just going to call him out of the blue. We did okay audio, but video wise, where are you? Where are the YouTubers? So I had somebody stop me this week, gentlemen. And now I want to remind you all we're on iHeartRadio, right? Uh-huh. If you may be listening to us right I now, iHeartRadio. Uh, the lovely, wonderful, talented, and I like her because she supports the show, Carrie, stopped me this week. I heard, Joe, Joe. First question was about lunch, which a fat man always wants to talk about. The second question was, or the second well, comment the second was. second question was, are you going to eat my lunch? Yeah. Are you going to eat my lunch because I'm so hungry? <laughs> Third question. The family is starving. <laughs> Third question. Put it down, John Goodman. Has it been deterred? <laughs> <laughs> no. Continue on. Oddly enough. Here's the she's she was so happy because we're on finally on iHeartRadio. She's so she doesn't have to watch us on YouTube anymore because she refused to do SoundCloud. Doesn't have any <laughs> Apple products, iTunes. So she enjoys the show. But now that we're on iHeartRadio, it has made her life so much easier. So that's where our YouTube view went. 
I don't know if that's where it went, but I wonder if that's where a lot of iCloud, I mean SoundCloud, iTunes people go. Yeah, maybe. 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 Don't know. Impossible to track. No. I want to ask you all right now, if you're listening to us. No, it's actually possible to track if we had somebody who actually had that kind of talent. No, I have the, I mean, I don't have We have friends who have more resources doing the same thing we are, and they're having a hard time tracking their iTunes. Yeah, that's true. I was going to say, and that's the problem. We are everywhere. Even places we don't the know. Bonehead knows. Wow. Anyway, proud um, of yourself about that one? No, not really. Yeah, but I kind of liked it still. Yeah, phoned it in. Uh, I was really phoning it in. Oh, good God! Here we go, coughing again. Oh, uh, did he start coughing? He started coughing. Huh. Three weeks sick. Uh, come on, Matt. Cough- I've known you for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And the it's cough- a mental thing. You're about fifty years sick at this point. But anyway, I thought it was interesting <laughs> that they're on iHeartRadio. However. I'd like to know how many people are listening to us. Because I can tell you how many people are watching us, and it's mighty damn few. James, who's called but seldom are chosen? (laughs) (laughs) Many are called, but Sam, what is it? Mighty damn few are chosen? Wait, uh, um, yeah, something like that. Yeah, many are called, but anyway. So we're five minutes in. Pick up tambourine. Should we mention what the topic of this episode is? Absolutely. This is... Even a tambourine jacket Baptist could do that. This is where Uh, we're going to have an altar call. (laughs) (laughs) If you really, really, really want to support Bonehead, get on your knees! That sounded weird. And on that note, Marvel superheroes! (laughs) I thought it was supposed to DC. We already oh, did DC. See. And it wasn't overly successful, guys. So Two let's go hours. back and do it again yeah, Which ones Marvel? are overly successful? Zero. That's not true. You know what's hmm. not successful? Huh. Stephen King Part 5. Ooh. 80s cartoons. But we were told... Hanna-Barbera. We, we were told we need to knock off the cartoons. Hanna-Barbera? Cop shows. Cop shows for some odd reason. Fish not cop movies. Because fish police, I think I think we shows. need to go back and do, and it's been we've mentioned this before and that part serial two or killers three of nineties cartoons, serial killers are popular. We don't want to do actual serial killers. We probably do need to do one about our favorite fictional. Yeah, I could do that. I could get on board with that. So yes, we're talking about Marvel characters, Marvel, our favorite Marvel superheroes now, and characters. I want to say, and I told Chad I was going to do this. I want to do a caveat at the beginning. Yeah, same saying here. that if. I, if you hold a gun to my head and say, name your favorite Marvel superhero. We both say. It's got to be Beast. Yeah, no. he, he's pretty good. I mean, I like him. But it's Spider-Man, Spider-Man. is who I grew up with. Same here. Uh, and then the second to him would be the Hulk for me. Especially when Peter David was running. What about Iron Man? No, Iron Man. going to say Iron Man. Iron Man's my. So I, Iron Man was who I grew up with. Iron Man um, in an ex- episode. Uh, Tony I, Stark, he'll make you feel. He's go a ahead and say it, Chad. That's no. all right. You can get it out. No, Iron the, Man. T- the car. The ca- Let's reenact a fish called Wanda. <laughs> it's coming to kill me. One of my favorite no. lines of all time. Um, my first two comic books ever yes. was a copy of an X Men. I don't know which one, and um, an Iron Man Anniversary Edition. And it was by far my favorite. And it's what <coughs> introduced me to comic books. So Iron Spider Man is my first one of my first favorites, but Iron Man is also. Right up there with him. So Iron Man... And by the way, I thought you were going to say Captain America. I was shocked that you just no, pulled no, out no. Hulk. No, uh, I, I like Captain America, but the problem with Captain America was when I was when I was introduced to comics in the 80s... James was he, Hulk. Was, no. it, was this the werewolf Hulk Captain America face? No, no. The problem... She-Hulk? That's true. That did happen. That happened. That did happen. But um, the problem in the 80s with Captain America was Captain America was written... It's my same problem with a lot of Superman comics. Yeah. He was written to... 
squeaky clean? Well, not squeaky. You can be squeaky clean, but you have to have bad stuff happen around you that impacts you. Yeah. And and that was the problem with Captain America in the 80s was he was still, you know, America's Is it Reagan always, Captain America? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same, and Superman did the same thing going into DC where it was, you know, you had almost every few issues of Captain America or of Superman it would have truth justice in the American way and there'd be an American flag and and, and don't get me in wrong. In the background, he, he's entering the ring, and you can hear, American. <laughs> um, and, and that's not to say that that's Call not me good. Bastards. <laughs> that's not to say that it's not a good thing, but you can only do that so long before you have to have yeah. something. I mean, it's, it's my issue with Superman, and again, I'm talking about a DC character, but my issue with Superman in comics is you literally have. Thousands Literally. and thousands of issues now of different Superman titles and Superman appearances, and nothing hurts him. I mean, he dies and comes back. He's done it multiple times. I got that one. It's not worth what it was supposed to be. Well, the yeah. problem was was that popularized the comic industry for three weeks. Yep. But anyway, but no, uh, but no, we and me and James because me and James talked about this in text in that Spider Man, Iron Man. Hulk are our favorite Marvel characters, but we also have some lesser-known Marvel you characters. You have Captain America shirt on. I do. It's the only Marvel... Sh- well, no, I have another Marvel shirt, but this is the only one I could find tonight, so I put this one on. Well, if you don't like him, why'd you buy the shirt? I like Captain America. Why don't you like America, Chad? Fireworks, guns. Lawyers. Money. Yeah. The shit has <laughs> hit the fan. And apparently Reagan was a and apparently Reagan was a terrible racist. Who would have known? Harlan Ted, by the way, have you read yeah. into this much? It, I guess he was talking to Nixon. Yeah, he was yeah. talking to Nixon, and he was playing to Nixon. Yes. Sorry. He's yeah, an actor. I, I know. Acting. But anyway, so. Me and we decided we weren't going to really focus on the more well-known no, Marvel no. heroes. Oh man! And that was my whole part about I, but I'm, I will say this: I did cheat a little. I do have one. Does I, Christy I have know? One yeah, yeah. <laughs> do have one? He cheated with She-Hulk. Oh. It wasn't actually She-Hulk. It was just a snoo snoo. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not it, but wow. I wish it was. <laughs> it was uh, more snoo snoos. It was uh, it was just a lady that was green. She may have been dead at the time. <laughs> oh man, Star Trek and She Hulk. <laughs> I got I got a certain kink, Chad. <laughs> I got a certain kink. I can't look at a cucumber or zucchini without. Uh, in all fairness, in saying, all fairness, how you doing? How you doing? Uh, she Hulk was an attorney doing? and an effective attorney at that. Mm-hmm. You got to give her credit. She Hulk snoo snoo after attorney meeting. <laughs> She-Hulk never quite had the savage. I mean, she was, but she, she wasn't quite as inarticulate well, as Hulk. Well, that's sad. I'm just so saying. Like, oh, so women have to be inarticulate? God, what a... They don't have to be. It just helps. <laughs> and yeah, oh, my God. Is this, going to, is this going to be one of those things where he starts talking about Planet of the Apes and uh, what was her name? Nova? Nova. How Nova was your dream woman for years? Nah, man. Anybody would fall in love with a rock wing nut job like Charlton. I'm joking, by the way. Chuck Heston. I've never had met. I've never heard a bad story about him. No, no. And then you about you know meeting him. Yeah, yeah. I I think most people appreciate their fans unless their fans interrupt them when they're trying to you know eat, drink, 
use yeah. the bathroom. I got a story to tell you all about an encounter later anyway. So, who wants to go first? You want me to go first? Why don't you go first, yeah, since you, go you first. hardly ever talk on the more dorky subjects. So I don't think it's more dorky. In fact, there's a billion-dollar industry that says oh, I'm dead wrong. Multi-billions. Billions yeah, yeah, of yeah. dollars. We're talking about multi-billion for one movie. movie. Right. So, obviously... I'm wrong. Although I en- I enjoyed the hell out of Avengers Endgame. It was, it was maybe one of the best comic book films ever made. No argument. If it is not the best movie... Com- well, no, Dark Knight. No, still. Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight. Yeah. In my you opinion. Know, I, I think, though... I, I want to say this about Endgame, and I think this is true. I, the Dark Knight's great. But I think Endgame gets a special place for me because it took it, it showed that comics could translate to film. Mm-hmm. Batman's pretty easy to translate to film because you can lose yeah. the stuff that doesn't translate well. Marvel went full steam ahead going, okay, listen, we got a talking raccoon. Yep. And we're going to go ahead and blend that with uh, this guy, that, uh, the <coughs> doctor that does magic. Oh, and don't worry about it because we're also just going to have, you know, a guy that throws a shield. And we're just going to say, uh, this is, and by the end of it, it all makes sense. So... I want to talk about a, a few of the ones, and if I screw something up and something's not Marvel, please punch me in the face. I think Ooh. I'm right, though. Hold on. Kissed all my knuckles. I'm almost positive. Ready to go. I didn't read a lot of comic books, so I sit down and I thought... You could have start, stopped before Seriously. comic books. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I read. So sure I didn't you do. He's right the manifesto. <laughs> what? I don't know. It'd have been funnier if you said, sure, did Sam ever eat those green eggs and ham, Joe? Did you find out? Sam did eat the green eggs and ham from the beginning. It's the narrator that did it. He didn't read green eggs and ham. (laughs) Sam, I am. It got complicated. (laughs) Sam is the one that wanted him to eat Plus, I don't like green. Anyway. I want the Hulk and She-Hulk disappointed. You all have picked on me for over the years. And I I can give you a, a solid example. And you're absolutely right. I wouldn't say picked on me. But you both know me well enough to know, oh, he, he'll, he'll look at art. For example, there was a comic book. You probably, neither one of you remember this. It had a, uh, a ghost with like a skull uh, with, a, with a, uh, some horses on the front pulling a thing and riding. And it was, it was cool. And you're like, yeah, Joe will like that. And you're right. I did buy it. Mm-hmm. You probably don't remember that. That's fine. It's here somewhere. God knows and all this mess. So I started to think, what comic characters appeal to me on a visual level I would have liked to know more and now we're going to get to a couple of them in here but what I want to start off with is a little one known as Ghost Rider okay I almost did Ghost Rider but I figured you might I figured if you did yeah, one if Joe's, because you know me because yeah. he likes skulls and he likes to do things to them no I don't think that's <laughs> it but the imagery of a flaming skull on a freaking motorcycle kicking ass with a chain that could be on fire looks cool Oh, yeah. I wish I'd have made that movie. Mm-hmm. I guarantee if I never read the comic book, I'd still make it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Give me the, that. Yeah, yeah. Give well, me that. There would be a plot. Oh, yeah. By the way, I don't know how you how you dropped the ball on on Ghost Rider. So, movie. Ghost Rider is the name of an anti-hero. Yeah. Uh, his name's Johnny Blaze, correct? Well, yes. there's been several there's Ghost been several. American comic even... books published by Marvel Comics. Marvel said privately used... Yes, yeah. I did. Marvel's pr- Marvel previously used the name for a Western character whose name was later changed to Phantom Rider. And at one point, he was briefly called... Do you know this? Mm-mm. He was called the Knight Rider. Oh, my Lord. Do you know why that's a bad idea, Chad? Because <laughs> you don't piss off the Hoff. <laughs> well, no. to save his father, <laughs> no. he sold his soul to Satan, correct? His adopted father. Is yes. It? Oh, okay. It didn't say that. By the way, the name of this episode should be Deterred It or Mephisto, Don't Piss Off the Hoff. Who's later known as Mephisto. Yeah. Right? Isn't it Mephisto? 
I've always said Mephisto, but I, it's never been. <laughs> it's literally M E P H I S T O, Mephisto. Yeah. Mephisto. I thought that was the name of a porno. Continue. No, that's well, just it what may you be. Wanted. What are you watching, you sick perv? <laughs> when at night and when he's around evil, he does what? He, he blazes up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, haha, blaze. Yeah, no. Yeah. Finds his flesh consumed by hellfire, causing his head to become a flaming skull. Did you write this yourself? No. I didn't think you no, did. No, I stole Continue. it. Did you? No, thank you so much to uh, IGN, Wikipedia, and another website I'm missing. I apologize. What? Can I continue? You continue. Yeah. Usually, okay, flaming. He rides a fiery motorcycle. Yes, rides right from. Usually, from his skeletal hands, he eventually learns he has been bonded with the demon Zarathos. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've heard it pronounced different ways too. But from seventy-two to eighty-three, the subsequent Ghost Rider series, ninety to ninety-eight, featuring Danny Ketch as the Ketch. new Ghost Rider, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Who was eventually trained after his sister by... was injured by Ninja Gang. Uh, was it Stick? Actually, he was trained eventually by Johnny Blaze. Because hold on. Never studied. studied. Johnny you didn't Blank. even get it right. You said stick. That's Daredevil. I know. I just want to pull it out of my ass. Technically, <laughs> Wolverine was trained by Stick at one point too. Oh, I and didn't. Uh, yeah, Stick gets tra- and Blade was trained. By, I mean, they did. Whistler gets. Yeah, so Johnny Blaze and Danny, his sister, were uh, long lost siblings. All right, and then in the two thousands, it comes back as uh, as Johnny Blaze again. So I hated the movie with Nicolas Cage. Almost close to it. No, no. Is that Brian? Uh, what's it? John, something Johnson. Who directed that? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, no, Michael Mark Jones. Ryan John. Mark Reed. The guy John. who ruined Daredevil. The guy who ruined Lewis Rider. The guy who who. Uh, the only good movie he's did is Simon Birch. But you know what? It's some people than? hate Simon Birch, right? Yeah, and I don't get it. I've never seen it. You know what? It's better I enjoy than it. now to somewhat degree. What? Because I've rewatching them. But he did write Grumpy Old Man. Some of the Fantastic Four movies. Mm. No. Bart Mixon says that they just never had the budget. I disagree with him slightly on that. Yeah. What? The the Fantastic Four movies never had the budget that the it's, Marvel It's films not. Had. The problem with the Fantastic Four movies, uh, I, I, yeah, I would say it's not the budget. <coughs> it's, uh, it, so, it's lightning in a bottle. Anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, and by the way, I almost put Dr. Doom on my list because to look at him, that is a cool looking Cool looking villain. I will actually agree with, and it's not just that. Doctor Doom is terrible. Who knows nothing? Who knows nothing about comics for the most no, part? Doctor Doom Dr. is a Doom fascinating almost, character. Almost, almost. Because uh, I'll, I'll echo you, Doctor Doom, because he's a fascinating character because he is almost. Uh, he he's 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 everywhere. Yeah. He's a magician. I mean, he he can almost go toe to toe with Doctor Strange. He's not the Sorcerer Supreme, but he's got the supernatural element. But he's also he can go toe to toe on science with Reed Richards. So I love I love the idea of Ghost Rider. I actually would like to read more books. I was going, there's a couple of them in here. I'm actually going to ask you all if you have some of those anthologies that yeah. I can borrow. I don't want to pay for Jared Greer. If you're out there and you're just handing out comics, I'll take some of them on these. Well, these there's cases. actually a great storyline in Ghost Rider where at one point hot in here when it wasn't out. when it wasn't consistently running. There, he, at one point, he actually became <coughs> the ruler of hell. Oh, really? And because who knows more about vengeance and what's the purpose of hell but to make those who have sinned suffer? Hmm. And and that's a fascinating storyline. Because the other issue, though, is he has to be there. Hmm. He can't leave. Hmm. And of course, now you also and now in in modern comic books you have Cosmic Ghost Rider. Really? Which is I didn't even get to that. Which is Frank Castle. Yeah. 
No it's, shit. Yeah, the, spirit of the Punisher it's, became Cosmic Ghost. Ghost Grace Rider. And also, they have also <coughs> too. You have Ray. Uh, what's the Ray? Ernie Stance. No, not Ernie Reyes. Ernie I forget Hudson. his name. But anyway, the, there's the one that does the car too. Yeah, yeah. So and then for a while there was the the Zarathustra, whatever the the spirit separated and was his own, and he actually, um, he wanted to rebond with Johnny Blaze when Johnny Blaze freed himself from him. Hmm. And became a villain for a while, and and Danny Ketch had to fight him. So, so there's so many great characters there. Anyway, I I, I think uh, they've also used him on which show? Did they use Shield? Him? Shield. Agents of Shield is is the Reyes. The that's not Reyes. I'm forgetting. I haven't the watched any of those. I I think I tuned out second. But and he first he he's the one that has the car, and he's uh, he's Hispanic and all that, and he does. Um, and that's one of the things that Ghost Rider works so well is that, that there's always. It, it, there's always this spirit of vengeance out there, and that's why there was the Western one. And they did retcon it and make it supernatural as well. By the way, um, at the end of the day, it's a flaming motorcycle guy and a skull. Well, and even, it's awesome. Even the how did they screw it up, Chad? Even I don't know. the Western By the way, one. It's Roberto Reyes. Reyes, thank you. That's racist. Even <laughs> I don't know. What even no, it's not Roberto racist. It's Reyes. Ah. Uh, anyway, I'm um, the even the the cowboy one. I mean, a flaming horse. Ah, it's cool. You add flames and skulls, and then you and do you get... riders in the sky, and it's awful. Now, my entire thing with that is, I awful. loved the casting of uh, Conagher. As, yes, uh, uh, some people call him Sam uh, Elliot. 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 I probably um, said Sam Neal. <laughs> Actually, I would watch that movie too. <laughs> I'm Sam Neal. Really? You can pull it. You can pull out the Big Lebowski. You could have pulled out Roadhouse. He goes Conagher. My dad. Loves <laughs> Let's pull out this TNT movie. <laughs> My dad loved Conagher. We saw that movie four thousand times. Anyway, um, I, the as bad life. as that movie is, it is still cool to see Sam Elliott play. The old school Ghost Rider. Yeah, uh, the sequel is slightly better, directed by uh, Nevadine, yeah. and yeah. and uh, slightly better. Still not a good, great movie. And I would still argue, and I say this as a Nick Cage fan, what's wrong with those movies is not Nick Cage's fault. I don't no. know; it's necessarily Nick Cage's uh, fault because Nick Cage said that his his dream was by the time we caught back up to him for the sequel, he'd be a full tilt alcoholic, and which would I mean. God, if you can't be around bad people without your head bursting into flames, I'd probably have a couple drinks, too. All right. Let's move along, gentlemen. The last one was two hours. Nobody listened. Are you listening now? Can you hear Dear me? Dear God, it's Margaret. Can you hear me? Can you feel me near you? Tommy? 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 The Who? Anybody? Anybody listen to the musicals? Tommy? Nope. Yeah, uh, I have. Are you heard already, heard are you? he was a pinball wizard. Am I going to do <laughs> play a mean Elton pinball? John. Which John's one of you can do it in the next six minutes? Chad, go! Yeah. All right, who's the most powerful superhero in the Marvel Universe? Me. Joe. Stan Lee. He's dead. Ken Kirk. No. Bryce O'Quay. No, seriously. Who's, who do you think is the most powerful superhero in the Marvel Universe? Uh, Doctor Strange. James. I mean... <sighs> one answer. Silver Surfer, Power Cosmic. Wrong! Lord lad. What if I told you uh, it was uh, somebody <laughs> who possessed the power of a million? Oh, it's, 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 it's the donut. It's, 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 yeah. Sorry. The per, uh, somebody who uh, possessed the power of a million exploding suns. Oh. Oh, my God. Who's exploding their children? John Stiff. The, no, the century. 
Oh, this century or next the century? century? The century, not <laughs> the century. century. Well, the century was last century, and this century is not that kind of century. The century, actually, that is a great story. So he's one of my personal super favorites in Marvel Universe, uh, mainly because of how he was created. Uh, he was created in 2000 by Paul Jenkins and Rick Vitich. Um, his powers are too numerous to mention. I mean, if you look up the century, his power, his list of powers goes a mile long. I'm, it's more, about like my list of publications. More than Superman. He has more powers than Superman. More powers um, than the man of soup? Yeah, but to list a few. Superhuman strength, flight, light manipulation, molecular manipulation, and <gasps> time bending. He's Ant-Man. Paul Rudd. Never ages. No. Made deal with the demons. Sexy sack as man meat. Now here's why the Love's cent- backing me. <laughs> hey, it's a good movie. No, it's no, not. It is, it, it but is no, it. here's why the century's cool. Uh, the creator, the creators retrofitted him into the Marvel Universe. <gasps> so he was only created in 2000, but when they created him in 2000, <coughs> they released... What the hell was that? You got an email. <laughs> they released four old editions of comic books Yes. and put him into them. Ooh. Um, so basically, they rewrote Marvel history. Um, so... They recreated stories from decades ago involving the Hulk, the Fantastic Four, and Spider-Man. In these stories, they teamed up with Sentry for various reasons. Uh, then they released the, a comic about the Sentry, and no one knows who he is. Um, it turns the Sentry? It, it turns out that the Sentry has mind-wiped everyone into forgetting that he ever, ever existed, um, including himself. That's pretty much my high school experience. And the reason is... That uh, skull. Sorry. <laughs> And the reason is his arch nemesis, the Void. Oh, the, please say not the Void. Please say the Noid. No, I wish. <laughs> he Damn you, wanted, Domino's! He just wanted that pizza. <laughs> but, uh... And who Why would, don't he get a job and buy his own pizza? <laughs> Stupid Noid. I wonder where he probably... Do you think he's somewhere now, like, in a begging for scraps of pizza? Like I think he should come back. Can? He couldn't be worse than the Domino's commercials now. Oh, no. oh, my God, our pizza sucks. Please come back. <laughs> hey we got better could we be got worse. better could be worse could be Papa John now, now let me have my daughter come on and do her entire rant that's right the, the Noid never went off on a racist uh, tangent true. to my knowledge I'm not allowed to eat there anymore my daughter by the way cries. should we do a whole boathead skit about the Noid in the corporate meeting <laughs> <laughs> sir we're going to need you to change those red pajamas it's been 30 years no I was just thinking the, about him doing you know uh, Papa John yeah. Type brands. <laughs> it has to be. Against, yeah. it, it has. It would only be more effective if it was against heavy set white people. I'm tired of these heavy set white people ordering our food. That's true. <laughs> Go ahead, Chad. Sorry. Anyway, so his arch nemesis was himself. That he, uh, the void, is a uh, personality. Uh, he was. He has a split personality. It's, it's an awful complicated character. It is through a combination of the serum that gave him his power <coughs> and government experiments. The Sentry is men- is a mentally broken man. He has three personalities: Robert Robert Reynolds, who's an over overweight everyman; um, the Sentry, the most powerful superhero in the Marvel universe; and his third is actually his main villain, the Void, an equally powerful shadow that has the ability to alter reality and take on many forms. Why ain't he in the Avengers? <laughs> he is. He, he does become part of the Avengers. In um, the movies, I can't no. read. Um, it turns out that the Sentry uh, mind-wiped everyone because the Void was um, on the verge of obliterating existence. So he, Which is appropriately named. So when the Sentry mind-wiped himself, the Void disappeared. Um, and that's, the only, that's how the Sentry knew that was the only way to defeat him. 
Um, the Century had an amazing run on the New Avengers and later the Mighty Avengers. Um, the Century is a superhero that I believe would be amazing a story in the movies if they just found a way to do it because it is such a weird story. They found a way to do Thanos. Yeah, and that's but, not and Endgame isn't what happens in the comics. But you know, for example, the Century, right? Yeah, when no, because the, there's way. Too, I mean, there's tons more characters in the comics. The Century puts himself into a supermax prison because he is convinced that he has killed his wife. And when he finds out that he actually didn't kill his wife, he has a complete mental breakdown and goes and creates another reality for himself to just try to bear. And that's where this Robert Reynolds guy, he's just an overweight schlub who just lives in a neighborhood. And uh, Reed Richards, who is supposedly the century's best friend, has to come and and basically kick his ass into existence uh, to restart his brain to make him realize what he's done. Mm. What if I'm the century? <laughs> Reed Richards, where are you? So he's just get your stretchy butt over here. <laughs> and there's been many times really? where really <laughs> that's the part you want to see the most, stretchy butt. So anyway, um, I mean, curiosity is curiosity, just. <laughs> but to wrap it up real quick, uh, no, it's just easy the, to look for polyps. Uh, there has been many times where the century has been needed. Like there's like a massive cataclysm on Earth, and the superheroes go, "Well, where's the century?" He had to leave because he's having another mental breakdown. He's constantly fighting. Sounds like Captain Marvel to yeah, me. Yeah, he's constantly having a mental episode. Where's Captain Marvel and all this heat mess? Oh, yeah. Who, by the way, really didn't do that much in the end game. But uh, I mean, when she showed up, the universe is a big place. Did you not hear her? She has to watch over everybody. Captain America's just worried about America. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Of course, he's captain of it. That's like if yeah. you're a captain of the ship, you'd have to really watch that ship. Yeah. Well, he must not have been what? that good because he never became Colonel America. Where's That's that? true. Where's... Why aren't you full bird? Why? It's a term I learned. I don't really know exactly what it means. How about but... Admiral America? That would be more the Navy, right? Yeah. In the Navy. Who was Ensign America? Good. He's blonde-haired. Everything America wants to represent now. Blonde-haired, blue eyes. Oh my God, Chad! That seems like you're going a little too far with this I mean, one. I'm not uh, not gonna point this out, but uh, <laughs> um, uh, look, you could actually Velcro to James's head. <laughs> you throw a sheep at it, it'll stick. Cause that's why I'm constantly throwing tennis balls at his head. You going to make a joke, or you? I tell don't us, like you all. Are you going to tell your story? I want to start Next with one of my six months. One of my favorite characters. Do you have to elongate um, the F's? Yes, <laughs> but yes. I do. Um, anyway, Fadu, 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 Fadu. I want to do Man Thing. I still. Yeah, you uh, do. Uh, you want to do Thing um, after the, you get done the, with Colonel Tom Parker's stretchy butt? The poor man swamp thing. <laughs> Which Man, one came first? Man Thing, Man came, thing first. came first. However. But Swamp Thing's cooler. Man th- No, he's not. Uh, <laughs> it's different. But Man Thing uh, didn't have an origin first. He just kind of, he did, but he didn't. And He did, but he didn't. You uh, know, he looks me, like that on guy, only not at all. Let me explain he a did, little bit. He did, but he didn't. Um, yeah, no, it's, this is going to be way cooler than, oh, is he a man, is he a man who became a monster do, 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 or a monster do, 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 who thinks do. he's a man? You made he my heart sing. Actually, that was a 
theme song they used for the Swamp Thing cartoon. They took yes, Wild they thing did. Yep, and redid Swamp it. Thing. I think I love, love you. you. Yeah, but I want to know oh, for look sure. It, look it up. It's terrible. Um, I watch that cartoon so much though. If it, is it on DVD? Nope. It should be. Um, anyway, I prefer the sequel more than I do the original. Oh God, Wes Craven you, one. You kidding me? Yes, the sequels. Even though if you watch it, it, it starts was, out with Creedence music. This, it's so much yeah, better. If you watch it now, it is. Terrible. This but man, the small thing sequence. I think today is Wes Craven's 80th birthday. Yeah, it would have been the 80th, 80 yeah. years old today. Rip. Um, yeah. But Man Thing uh, was <coughs> created by everybody. Stan Lee had the idea. He talked about Roy Thomas and then Jerry Conway and Gray Mar- Morrow. Jerry Conway did most of the writing. Stan Lee had the basic idea of going, eh, that is this sw- brainless swamp monster. Now, that being said, that idea. If you want to talk about who came first, you actually have to go back to the 40s and the Heap. And the Heap was a swamp creature, monster, that was made up of living swamp matter. So that idea is old. But Stan Lee wanted a character that lost its humanity. The Heap. Uh, lost all parts of its humanity. And that's what Man-Thing is. Man Threw Thing out on the Heap. Is a force of nature. What's funny is Lynn Wine. Am I saying that Wine? Lynn think, Wiseman. Yes, Total Recall, bad movie. No, Lynn the Wine. The remake. Uh, Lynn who, Wine, I think you're Who created um, Man Thing. Swamp Thing. Also wrote for Man Thing. And guess who he was roommates with? Oh, are you serious? Yeah, you didn't know that they were roommates? No. They were creating them <coughs> at the same time ish. They had already created Man Thing. <laughs> And Swamp Thing, and here's the actual story about that. I actually put the quote in here so I can yeah. do it correctly. Um, let me find where I put it. Uh, let's see. Because so, he went on to write it. The Heap. Um, he looks like, he's kind of cute. He's kind of like a Mr. Snuffleupagus. Yeah, knows. exactly. He's, um, so, uh, uh, sorry. Roy Thomas uh, it was interviewed in 2002 about it, and here's what he actually said. Uh, Jerry and I thought that unconsciously he says he needs to sing. the origin in Swamp Thing number one was a bit too similar to the origin of Man Thing that came a half a year early, a year and a half earlier. There was some vague talk about Marvel taking legal action, but it was never really pursued. I don't know if any letters even changed hands with DC. We weren't happy with the situation over the Swamp Thing number one origin, but we figured out it was an uh, we figured it was an accident. <coughs> Jerry was rooming with Lynn at the time and tried to talk him into changing the Swamp Thing's origin. Lynn just said he didn't see the similarity, so we left it. Huh? So they actually they were rooming together. Both of them happened to be creating swamp themed monsters. Allegedly, they didn't know about each other's work until after it came out, and they had already put the Swamp Thing into play. And Marvel had already published Man Thing, so it's kind of like the Armageddon, Deep Impact, Dante's Vol- Peak, Volcano, Volcano, yes, top stuff. Now, what's My the Fair reason- Lady, Jason Takes Manhattan, <laughs> yeah, all the same plot. Um, <laughs> I was actually trying to think of what it. You now, fucked it up. Now that <laughs> I had the, and then I was, I was ah, damn it. Um, <laughs> It's like that one year with all the water movies. It's Leviathan, Deep Star Six, and The Abyss all came out in the same year, right? The, yep. Yeah. Um, right. But now, Man Thing was a title that's been used before, Nothing too. Nothing will be as rememberable as um, Deep Star Six. Tales of Suspense, number seven in the 60s, introduced a Man Thing. And all of the... Marvel's idea was always, we needed a character that literally has lost its humanity. It's just a force of nature. Um, in the comics, however, it all goes back to Captain America. Captain America is to blame for Man Thing. Because they are trying to recreate the serum <coughs> and the experiment that created Man-Thing. 
What makes the character of Man-Thing more interesting is it's all about betrayal. His wife, Miss Brant, as so she is called in the first comic. Him. Basically, Macbeth them. She got approached by AIM, which if you follow the comics, AIM or the movie, <coughs> AIM is referenced, yeah. but then becomes part of Hydra, and that's actually what happens in the comics. Hell Hydra. Um, AIM approaches her and basically buys her out, and so she betrays him. He he burns all the notes about his formula that's going to recreate Captain America, and he memorizes them. And he's made one vial. He's trying to get away. They're trying to kill him out of desperation. He shoots up with it, but then falls into the swamp. And when he comes back, he's not a human anymore. He doesn't rationalize things. He treats everybody equally. The one exception is if you're afraid, in other words, more or less, if you've sinned and you feel guilty... If he touches you, you burn. Those who know fear burn at the touch of Man-Thing. What's really cool about that is... Syphilis. The first... You know what killed that? Vinegar. Gonorrhea. The first August. person he burns... That's how you get rid of syphilis. You get you a good case uh, of gonorrhea. <laughs> one of the... I can't say the first. One of the first people he burns is... Herpes kills mice. Miss Brant, his uh, wife. Oh, no. Because he pops up. And later on in the done? comics, she is a very attractive woman... Who wears her hair like this because this part of her face is gone? Mm. And they did. Are we still on man thing. They, please talk to us vaguely about your Ghost Rider again. I just like flaming skulls. Yeah, yeah. You would have liked Miss Brant then. For a while, her head was on fire. <laughs> Briefly, um, I like fire. So anyway, he he does have this magical thing. At one point in the comics, they actually appoint him the guardians of all realities. So the multiverse. He is at the center of it because he, he he is not human. He can't be swayed by emotion. He can't be. He will just treat justice as justice, which justice means some realities burn, some don't. That's life. So he becomes the guardian of the nexus of all realities for a while. Um, he is the nexus six, and and that's kind of what's cool about him is that he works. He pops up a lot in horror related things, Rutger, um, because he. He is a supernatural character, but he's also a science character. He's a merger of those two. And they did a a series called Strange Tales. There's been several series called Strange Tales. But if you look for Strange Tales under the the Max headline, which used to be the adult adult imprint of Marvel, uh, look for the Strange Tales uh, that featured, they did two, Werewolf by Night and... and, um, Man Thing. Look for the Man Thing one. Werewolf by Night's not bad. Strange Tales, what they call Um, that new Cats trailer. Ah, oh, see? God. Topical. Anyway. Uh, you could have went with Stranger Things joke. You could have went with a DuckTales joke. No. Um, anyway. I'm going by cats. I just love the character because you don't have to worry about the... <coughs> the character would be, I would think, a lot of fun to write because it's... They made know, that movie. Wasn't it amazing? Um, it's pretty. Brett Leonard. It is pretty, but it's, it's pretty. a terrible movie. It doesn't follow the character at all. There is no Native American shamanism in Man Thing. He is, if you have sinned, if you, it's almost like Ghost Rider. If you, if you're afraid, you only should be afraid if you've done wrong. So if you're afraid, you will burn. Mm. And, and on that bombshell, so yeah, Man tune Thing. in next week to see which one of us is fried to a crisp. <laughs> All of us, Joe. All of us. Yeah, but they're gonna touch Joe, and then we're running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys are gonna run real fast. <laughs> It'll take a while. Yeah. <laughs> he hadn't been deterred. <laughs> <laughs> What's that smell? 
<laughs> Watch right. it, boys. He gonna blow. That was but funny. yeah, no, it's so. so you should have just ended it with deterred, though. The blow thing didn't help you any, but the deterred was funny. Well, that's when it hits all of that gas pocket. <laughs> uh, well, it just have. Oh, I shouldn't make that joke. Oh, oh no. I know. Too soon. Man, but anyway, I didn't know anything about it. By the way, Man Thing is uh, so. Man Thing's one that doesn't get a lot of attention, but I think when Man Thing's written well, it's a fascinating horror science cover character. All right, my turn. Freddie no. Rice drew, drew, drew it pretty too. Yes, he did. I love some of the comic art of Vault of Dracula. Oh yeah. Okay. But I've never read one of them. <laughs> is it Vault of Dracula or Tomb of Dracula? Tomb of Dracula is what I said. <laughs> Shut up. Said Vault, Vault of Horror. Like Tomb of Dracula. Vault of Horror. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Say <laughs> now. Never studied. <laughs> never studied. <laughs> I now, had one it, as a child. Is okay. it, and, and, and I can remember it check fairly well. Mm-hmm. And I think if I saw it, I could say, oh, I had that one. However, I don't remember the story or anything else about it. I would like to read more of those if you all have a collection of those. Maybe I some sort of omnibus, you know, something interesting instead of your stupid superheroes. Like I something don't like interesting vampires. vampires. You know, I, I think I do have one. By the way, do you know who first appeared in Tomb of Dracula number 10? I am about to talk about Blade. Okay. Is that where you're going? Yes, Blade. I like Blade. However... I like both versions of Blade. Basically, I like Blade 2, and I like 70s Blade from Tomb of Dracula. Yeah. Don't you think it's cool looking? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just think it's cool. Now, I understand why they didn't do it in the 90s. Too th- well, I guess I'd been 90... When did that come out? You know, you know the name of the guy that helped create Blade? The writer that created Blade? Who was no. it? Marv Wolfman. Oh, yeah. really? Marv Wolf Wolfman. Wolfman. Which, I mean, what's the, his last name is Wolfman. Wolfman, I, you're pointing to yourself. That our, 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 unless they're watching YouTube. I met him. Yeah, well, good for you, buddy. Good for you. Alvar, I'd suck it. That was what I was going to point out in here, but anyway. So, do you need me to read to you about this? So, he was first appearance was in the comic book, The Tomb of Dracula, number ten. Uh-huh. As James said, Dracula. as a supporting character. Do you know when? 1973, 73. James. Yeah, seven. Early the character seven. was portrayed by Wesley Snipes in the films. Uh, who portrayed and him they're in the TV him back. series? Who portrayed him in the TV series? I don't know. Sticky Fingers. Is it really? Yeah, he was portrayed by Sticky Fingers. <coughs> Which in the new TV series is it? Which one Marvel series is he in? No, no, no the, the the Blade. It was on was Spike. It Spike. Spike. Uh, I didn't know that was the guy's name. Sticky Fingers. Yeah, Sticky Fingers. Sticky Fingers. Wow. Sticky Fingers. Sticky so fingers. he's half man. Ha- yeah, yeah. He's half man, half vampire. I don't want to talk a lot about it because I think a lot of people already know the story of it because it was a fair. It was probably that. That's the first. I, I would say it's successful the one that Marvel really film, launched, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the first one. I'm actually not a fan of that much of the first one. I can remember watching it in Moorhead at the original uh, cinema down there. There was one screen, and not caring for it at all. I enjoyed scenes in it, but I didn't care for it at all. But I love the sequel directed by Del Toro. Mm-hmm. Who says it, and this is true, has some of the best CGI of any movie I've ever made. Also has some of the worst CGI of any <laughs> movie he's ever made. And he's right, by the way. There's a couple of them in front of the lights. Yeah, oh, the God, fight scene. Yeah, yeah. Awful. Enjoy the movie. Blade 3. Shoo. Dominic Purcell as a I, David Goyer dropped the ball on that. I, uh, David Goyer... Uh, a man that has had several opportunities and sometimes does well. And he's written some movies that a lot of people. That's like. what I mean. But there's also some. Is he? He seems to be the type of. If let's do a baseball analogy because I know so much about that. <coughs> um, he either seems to be he's Casey. 
Casey either is going to hit a home run, take you to victory, or he's going to well, strike out. He wrote the story for The Dark Knight. Yeah, that's what I mean. By the way, do you know who, uh, who when they originally created Blade, who they kind of based his appearance on? I would imagine Shaft. No. Who? NFL player turned actor Jim Brown. Oh, well, that sounds Yeah, cool. that's cool. <coughs> well, I was going to say, a little trivia, because you all have so much to add. You know in Blade 3, Wesley Snipes actually ended up suing David Goyer and New Line Cinema. I didn't know he so, um, sued, but I know David Goyer had to have protection on set because of Wesley he Snipes. He sued them because they made a shitty movie, and he said it ruined his career. Yeah. It was one of the reasons. I mean, Yeah, I'm not sure that whole reason. you know going to jail thing didn't ruin his career. No, I'm too much. I watched an interview with him a while back, and he actually went off about it. Uh, and not in a more of a, I suppose, 20 years later kind of thing. Of, he got deterred in jail. He got deterred in jail. What it was is he said, you got to remember, David Gore, yeah, he wrote a lot of stuff, but he never even directed a commercial. Oh, really? That's true. Before he directed that movie. Yeah. And all the movies he's directed have all been after Blade mm-hmm. Three, Blade Trinity. There is one redeemable thing about that movie. You're gonna say Ryan Reynolds? That's it. As Deadpool in a vampire movie. Uh, but what else is what no. else is what is watchable in that movie? No, that, that movie's terrible. <laughs> it's Ryan Reynolds is the only re, only redeemable part. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'd like to read more of Tomb of Dracula. Don't own that out there. Because I am not. I am. We when we eventually do our vampires episode, which that we've been talking about that since we started this uh, podcast. <coughs> I know it's on the board. There's a bunch over there, guys. Vampires yeah. more than I do zombies. I've came to terms. Well, no, I yeah, I do too. But I I'm think still, more fa- I was bored with zombies back in the aughts. Yeah, well, I, and now we're ten, fifteen but years. But even on. then, like zombies to me, I mean, I, I think they're more. Zombies can be terrifying because I think zombies is the loss of all humanity. Vampires, I can't go in the sun. Oh wait, I already can't. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't affect me. So I'd be fine being a vampire. Yeah, I don't know. Just it, when it's it's yeah. been done to death. But anyway. Anyway, all of it has been done to death. I know, but... Z- That's Z- the cool thing about Blade 2. Yeah. It was, it was a new Del take. Del Toro, yeah, had a new take on it. Yeah. Supposedly, when he went into production meetings on that, he actually wouldn't take the art with him. He would draw it so he could rip it up so people couldn't steal it. Oh, nice. Of how they were going to open up like yeah, this, yeah. he would rip it up. Huh. Didn't know that. I think that's cool. That is cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, Jed, so this is one of no one like my Blade one. No, Blade's fine. So um, next to Spider Man and Iron Man, this is probably my favorite uh, Marvel hero, Um, Colossus. Uh, First appeared in May 1975. Uh, Real quick, Colossus. For those of you that don't know, (coughs) uh, if you're familiar with DC Comics, they have this character called Steel. Colossus just ripped out. Yeah, that's not true at all. (laughs) It's not true at all. and it's citizen, isn't it? Commander Steel or Citizen Steel? No, it's Shaq. Shut up. Jeez, uh, I thought you watched TV. First, you appeared... even like basketball. You didn't know Shaq was Steel. <laughs> that movie's directed by the same guy that did V. Thank Shut you. up, Chad. It's Ken something. First appeared in May 1975 in Giant Size X-Men number one. Also appearing in Giant Size X-Men number one is Nightcrawler. Night Giant Size X-Men? Yeah, it was a, it was um basically Is the a, comic bigger? Um essentially X-Men had a reboot. Okay. Uh X-Men before then were it didn't it didn't succeed. The the one of Angel, the Beast as a as a regular man with big feet, mm-hmm. uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey failed miserably. Really? 
it didn't become successful until giant yes, size X-Men. x-men number one this was their attempt to reboot the franchise and it and it was successful it was created by lynn wayne and david cockrum mm. shut up joe his power is super no he was in halloween three <laughs> cochran cochran that was the same guy he puts them masks on them kids turns the bugs and snakes and whatnot terrified me as a child <laughs> His now, why did my parents let me watch that as a child? I don't know. Why did my parents they let me watch that? They didn't love you. Well, yeah. yeah, they end up getting divorced. They couldn't. They didn't say it was my fault. They just couldn't be sure. Well, they didn't tell you, but I've read their blog. Oh. <laughs> she can't operate a Keurig, man. There's no way she's blogging. Well, somebody's doing a heck of an impersonation. That'd be funny if It's she nothing was. but cats. And then, I hate Joe. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this here's Fluffy Butt. Joe, we're in my life. <laughs> Tell him get in line. <laughs> Anyway, you were saying no. So his power is super strength, and his kin turn his skin. <coughs> his kin turns into indestructible metal. Get him, cousin Jed. Why does he have to be Jed? Why are you so racist, kin folk? I'm sick of you putting your hillbilly elegy also, on me. Also, it makes no sense because Colossus is Russian. Uh, Wizard ranked Colossus as one hundred as number one hundred eighty four on the top two hundred comic book characters of all time. That which doesn't I'm, sound that high. It's not that high, but in terms of all the comic book characters ever created. I never even went to a 200. I looked at a 25 and a 100. I don't know. Anyway, in 2006, IGN placed Colossus in 10th spot of their list of top 25 X-Men. Mm-hmm. And in 2013... He's Con- not even the top five of the X-Men? No. No, X-Men? Nightcrawler. Yeah, and Nightcrawler get on there, but I think Colossus is better. In 2013, like Comics Alliance ranked Colossus as number 22 on their list of 50 sexiest male characters in comics. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to put that one in. <laughs> Nightcrawler don't make that list. Now, no, according, why is he sexy? Because he's a big muscular man. Do you like muscular <laughs> men? Is that what you find sexy? I was hoping he'd answer it. And let me answer. Very beefy. Ooh. <laughs> according Ooh. to David Cockrum, Colossus... He's not stuffing them shorts. Yeah, Colossus's creation was very easy. They I did. know how the sausage is made. <laughs> Never studied. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when they, when they re introduced the x-men they needed a very strong character so he just went and drew a man made out of metal he was just he uh basically colossus is just a, Norman. a fairly gen- he's just a fairly generic strong man who skin <coughs> <through the metal. coughs> uh, so what ma- makes him different than luke cage luke, uh luke hold cage. on he doesn't get followed around grocery stores uh, see that's called racial profiling and that's, and that's wrong, wrong. And Luke Cage has to deal with that. If you've ever watched any of that Luke Cage television series, he talks about the penalties of being African-American in America. Yeah. And that's wrong, Chad. Also, uh, i got to admit, Luke Cage is slightly cooler than Colossus. But uh, Sweet Christmas he's, if he is. He's, let me tell you, the man who plays Luke Cage is a pretty nice dude. Yeah. Um, but uh, Mike Coulter? Mike Coulter is a very nice dude. Yeah. Man. Um, How do I remember that? But I can't remember your my, children's names. My, my children's names. I've forgotten the face of my father. Hatchet wound and Flippy Doo, you get over here. <laughs> uh, but I have no. yelled Flippy Doo more than once. Colossus, as I, I mean, Quint Ash. <laughs> as I mentioned at the top of this uh, episode, uh, my two first comic books was Iron Man. Yeah. And a comic, uh, an episode of uh, uh, X Men. And I don't even know what the plot is. All I know is apparently they were in a hotel 
uh, Mojo was in the hotel and he was secretly trying to sabotage them. And it ends with them in a pile in a room with Mojo looking over them. Mojo is a big fat character who has mechanical spider legs, who owns Mojo, who creates television shows. Mojo was, Jojo! Yes. It was a big parallel universe. Basically, everything's reality TV in this dimension, and Mojo runs that dimension, and he looks for new content. But when, it's a big social comic. Yeah, but when I, opened up this car- when I opened up this comic book, and there was this gigantic, muscular metal man, you I just thought he was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. He you, you experienced some, some, some puberty there. <laughs> I shall not say All of I a did. sudden, you hear, boom! <laughs> and what it was, it wasn't his penis. It was his first pube. And that's why I always got in trouble. And that's why I always got in trouble with mom's frying pants. What? (laughs) I'm supposed to follow that. Anyway. Imagine how the sausage fell. The other reason I want to mention Colossus is I don't feel like we've ever gotten a really good interpretation of Colossus in cinema. Because, uh, or in television, because in the X-Men comic book, in the X-Men cartoon, he was this wimpy Russian guy who all he did was whine for the two episodes that he was there and Wolverine saved in, his ass. In the original pilot, Pride of the X-Men is probably the best version of him that's Which ever I have been done. Seen. And he is very much Colossus in that, and he plays off Kitty Pride a lot, yeah. which is true to the And comic. basically in the two episodes that he appeared in the X-Men series, Jubilee and Wolverine have to save his ass. <coughs> and then, of course, in the recent Deadpool series, he's kind of a goody two-shoot just there for comic relief and he gets his ass kicked other than when he briefly knocks out juggernaut by shoving a cable up his ass which is how who's colossus in the movie he's the big russian dude who turns to metal turns to metal he fights oh that is colossus yes Oh, he's also, I didn't even realize that's who that was. He's also briefly shown in X2, which I got so excited in X2 when he came on, but then they did nothing with the character, and he they basically kind of threw him away in X-Men The Last Stand. So, yeah, I just feel like Colossus was never represented correctly. So that's my number two. You, th- you, you think that... Um, no. Al- you know, that now that we're allegedly eventually going to start to see, and, and I'm excited because the Doctor Strange movie is called The <coughs> Dimensions of Madness or whatever. Uh, it's going to be their first horror film, they say. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. And it is directed by Scott Derrickson, right? I am excited. Who, by the way, I have to admit, Cause Doctor Sinister Strange, is a pretty scary movie. Doctor Strange was going to be one of the characters I was going to bring film. up uh, because I love Doctor Strange. I never saw Sinister. Sinister's pretty um, good. They skipped the sequel, but the first one is... By the way, Scott nice. Derrickson, I, I tweeted with uh, under Bonehead, if you follow us on Bonehead. Uh, it's uh, Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness. In, multiverse of Madness, you're right. Yeah. But, you know, some people are saying, are we going? is that going to be a way to lead into the Fantastic Four? Because have you all seen Spider-Man? Not yes. yet. Okay. Well, slight spoiler, not really for you, won't mean anything to you, but at the end of you know, the subway... At the very Eat end, fresh. when he's on the thing, we don't the talk subway, about and it says anymore. we can't wait to see what what's next. And there's, it's supposed to be the subway stops. There's a one in a circle, a two in a circle, a three in a circle, and then there's a circle, but it's just got a question mark in it. No, I didn't but see. it's a perfect circle, like the old Fantastic Four symbol. Oh, really? And some people are like, well, maybe they just meant Phase Four. Other people are saying, well, if you're gonna start screwing with multiverses. This is gonna be the way you're gonna start to bring in X Men and things like that. I yeah. say that because since Dark Phoenix. Bomb, do you think we're going to get... Are we going to get X-Men that will forge into the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, I think Kevin Feige has already already teased that. But I mean, do you think that it's going to be better? Because I can't imagine... There's there's only two X-Men films that I think are any good. X2 and First Class, right? That's it? 
That's it. Yeah, first class. I actually have a huge soft spot for. But in I the think, way, they reshot that ending. They had to shut down. There was a lot of problems. Of all the movies that they had that had problems, that technically had the most. Really? Do you know though the know the that. last um, supposedly somebody pointed out though that you know somebody took the uh, wherever the last X Men movie ends up with uh, oh uh, Michael Fassbender as Magneto and it's supposed to be in the nineties and then it shows Ian McKellen in nineteen. When did that come out? 2000, 2001, something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. And it's like, what happened to Magneto in this 10-year span? He aged quick. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, anyway, so I was just, I wonder if that's going to get, because I, I, I'm excited for that happening. I think that's the only way we're also going to get a Fantastic Four of note. Can I talk now? Like nobody's business. <laughs> well, I'll keep your mutant-loving trend going. Uh, I want to talk about one of my favorite characters as a kid. Uh, even though when I was a kid, he was drawn horribly and was filled with stereotypes. Um, but he has since kind of evolved, and that's Cannonball. <laughs> Run? From Alpha Flight? Run? No, from New Mutants. Who are you talking about? Run? Oh, I thought there was a character named Cannonball in Alpha Flight. No, not Run. That's part of Run DMC. I don't give a who's shit. Whose house? If it's not Cannonball Run's house. I, I said, whose house? Now I want to watch Cannonball Run's Run. Run's house. Cannonball. Cannonball. Is from Kentucky. Oh, he it's is shit. a mutant from Kentucky. He was born in Cumberland, Kentucky, uh, to the Guthrie family. His father died in a mining accident. This is not who I thought Cannonball um, was. And he has the ability to uh, basically project himself forward like a cannonball. When he's in his cannonball state, how is that different? He than... is, he is un- like if he is in cannonball form, you can't hurt it. Like when he's moving. Well, what's the other? Well, how's that different than? Is it Juggernaut? That except he can fly too. Juggernaut can just run, and once he gets going, he can't stop. Cannonball can fly. He can do anything. The other thing that's really cool about Cannonball <coughs> is that Cannonball is... Cannonball. First off, cannonball again... Cannonball song of mine. It you is, remember it? It's like um, I don't remember it at all. You're killing me. Uh, he's from... Like I said he's from Kentucky, so he was always at home. When he was first... I said when he was first created, yeah. it was a big issue for me because they drew him... Rail thin, big eared, all of that stuff. And you, and you like this represents the, uh, the actor, or I mean, the the artist that created him said he was just a lot of fun to draw because he said we made him look as weird as we could. Huh. Uh, he was created by Chris Claremont, who created a bunch of other X Men, uh, and Bob McCloud. Uh, the other thing that's great about him, though, is that he is, uh, other than my home t- state connection to him, is He's one of the most powerful mutants ever, but he he part of his powers may be based on his belief in himself. Mm. He also may be immortal because he has so, been killed several times and came back. And they think he, he might, read the secret. Yeah, it was Oprah James. Jeff, you Jeff, actually Jeff, referred Jeff, to Jeff, me Jeff, as his own name. <laughs> no, I was going to say lost. Chad, and then I started to say Dad, and then it just came out and Chad. James, you called um, me James. You're James. Am I? Am You're, I really? Are you into the multiverse? Um, the uh, in the in the new mutant film that yes. we may or may not ever see, yeah. but it's done. Uh, Charlie Heaton. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just on the shelf. Uh, Charlie Heaton plays him. 
Joe Heaton, if anybody needs to know. From Stranger we'll Things. Play, we'll play him. What did they? From Stranger Things. Did James make you sleepy? <laughs> um, kill him. Kill him. Anyway, uh, but he may be part of the Externals, which are a group of immortals, not to be confused with the Eternals. Eternals, okay. Which we're getting ready to see. It's a film. Um, but he has this blast field, and like I said, when he's in his blast field, he's unstoppable. The other thing that's interesting about him is it finally answered the question of, wait a second. If mutants are genetic, then if you have multiple siblings, shouldn't your siblings also have a chance to be a mutant? His sister, Paige, is in Generation X, or was in Generation X, uh, and she played um, Husk. And basically, she had the ability to rip off her own skin to reveal other things underneath to keep her alive, whatever that took. So it could be diamond-like underneath, but uh, but she had this really horrifying How'd power. How'd she put her skin back on? It would have to slowly regenerate. So it was really horrifying visualizations they were able to do with that where she would have to literally peel her own skin off. Mm. Um, but I, I bring those up because we're, we're broadcasting out of Kentucky. We are. Um, and I think that's one of the things that I do like about Marvel, uh, again, that separates it from DC, is that most of these characters, quote-unquote, exist in the real world. Spider-Man's in New York. Superman's in Metropolis. Yeah, it's And so I love the fact growing up that Cannonball was from the house and, um, you know, he was created in the eighties. So they linked it to what was actually business in Eastern Kentucky, which was coal. And so his dad died in a coal accident. He was trying to help somebody. He was trying to help his family make money. He went into coal as soon as he was legally able. There was an incident. He got trapped and that's actually how his powers manifested. And he shot himself and saved somebody else by blasting himself out of the, the coal mine. Hmm. Um, hmm. And then he was discovered. He was actually originally a villain. Hmm. He was recruited. Cole is the villain. He was recruited to stop Cole, uh, the New Mutants, which is he became a member he was of. Recruited to stop, and he defeated the, the entire team by himself. Ah, but uh, when he was told that he had to kill them, he refused. And then Charles Xavier popped up and said, "Hey, hey! Since you can't kill my new students, why don't you just join us?" And he did. Well, if you can't beat him. Yeah, and he had beat he him. He kill him. But he wouldn't kill him. No. Um, so anyway, yes, so there are... Uh, he's just a fascinating character because he does have kind of a low-key mentality, but he is arguably one of the most powerful uh, X-Men ever. Uh, matter of fact, the, one, the issue where they kind of start to suspect that he is immortal, uh, they are fighting... Um, oh, shoot, not... Um, it's the Kree warrior, but it's not obviously Captain Marvel. It's one of the other Kree warriors, uh, and they, they they beat everybody, and he just won't stop getting up. Hmm. And he finally wins by stopping the villain because the villain's like, "I'm just tired of fighting you." Huh. And he finally, and he says, "Well, then let us go on. You can claim you won, but he's just un- unstoppable once he gets going, uh, and he has this impermeable shell of energy." So, Cannonball, had to bring up a Kentucky hero. I think that's the yeah. only... And I, I, what I was looking up while you were, were talking... Were you talking about Puck? No, I, yeah, I was talking about Puck, <laughs> by the way. You slimy... How can you confuse Puck and Cannonball? <laughs> He's a small guy who bounces. I thought. I, I think that's his power anyway. Um, yes, he is a dwarf who bounces. Yeah. Cannonball is not a dwarf. He's a lanky kid with big ears. Yeah, I'm sorry, but... Me, 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 me. I... I looked up. That's the only hero that comes up from being from Kentucky is Cannonball. Hmm. Paige is too, but she's less known. But they also mentioned the fact that 
<laughs> the only other thing that came up is uh, the the Human Torch fought a villain in Kentucky, Fort Wright or Fort Wayne, asbestos lady. So she's continue. doing asbestos she can. <laughs> I've got a few things. <laughs> There's only two other characters that I really like that I find interesting. Once again, not only from a visual level, but visual, but also I think the characters are interesting. I've enjoyed them. I've got to know a lot of them from TV and cartoons. Are Doctor Strange and Kingpin. Okay. I've enjoyed both of them. Okay. Specifically, Vincent D'Onofrio is Kingpin. Yes. Oh, yeah. But actually, the multiverse Spider Man, I enjoyed that Kingpin as well. From Liv Schreiber? Yes, from Liv Schreiber's performance. Mm-hmm. Guys, I don't like them both. But there's a few characters as I was going through that I looked at. What can you all tell me about Arcade? Arcade is an X-Men villain, also occasionally fights Spider-Man. They did a video game based on it, which was an X-Men... Uh, he's Spider-Man, the son the of X-Men. an incredibly wealthy man. And he's basically, he's he's kind of Marvel's Fixation answer to the Riddler. Okay. Or the Toy Man, I guess, kind of. Yeah. But he, uh, he's, he's, he uses arcade games or mentality, yeah. or arcade setup, to torture or see if people can... <laughs> I thought he had a really neat look. Yeah, he is, uh, I mean, it's an interesting character. And like I said, they did an entire video game where it's X-Men and Spider-Man. I think the game was called Spider-Man and the X-Men. I think it was on Super Nintendo. Yes. And the entire thing is you have to fight Arcade. And of course, it's perfect for a video game because what would Arcade do? He'd put you in video game type settings. And that's the entire kind of plot to the game. Um, But yeah, he's just, it's one of those ideas of how hard can you be pushed, how far... And the idea that you have to survive his task. Okay. And whatever his task is, is what he expects you to survive. Does he suck, guys? He's a damn ginger. Um, <laughs> I Again, that, that's one of those characters that, when written correctly, can be actually a really fascinating villain. Um, you know use the word fascinating? Yeah. I thought he looked cool. He kind of he looks like Carrot Top wearing a really big bow tie. I think I, I would use the term fascinating because to me it's 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 like <coughs> and it's one of the characters that's easy to mock for Superman, but I think Toy Man is the same way. Oh, Toy, yeah, Man, Toy Man is a psycho. Toy Man, when you get the right author writing him, because they did an entire storyline. I remember it may have been in the late '90s where it actually exploited Toy Man's response to people who hurt children, mm-hmm. and toys are sacred, and people use. I think it was a plot line. I may be misremembering this. But Toy Man actually starts to act almost as a vigilante, targeting, quite frankly, child abusers and pedophiles and all that stuff that use toys to lure children. And he just <coughs> says, "You toys are sacred. You don't do that. I have another one that I find. And so I Arcade's the same way. And we're not going to come back to me, I know, after this. So what can you tell me about Mr. Sinister? Mr. Sinister is, is like Apocalypse to me. I mean, yeah. matter of fact, there's an entire storyline where they team up and all that stuff. But Mr. Sinister is... Uh, again, um... So he was obsessed with Darwin. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yep. And, and basically, he is, he is the con of the X-Men. X-Men? I mean, he, eugenics and all that stuff, and I'm going to study your DNA to see what makes you better, and I'm going to work on what makes you better, and I'm going to become better, and I'll drain the life out of you if I have to to do it. 
Okay. So Mr. Sinister has a silly name. And quite frankly, I he, he was huge in the comics when the first X-Force came out and all that. I remember that. But I don't hear much about him anymore. No, I, I think he's kind of disappeared. He was he he had a pretty prevalent he had a prevalent role sorta in the in the uh, X-Men animated series from the 90s. Yeah. Because he was constantly trying Which to... Which I never watched. I've only probably ever seen a half a dozen episodes. Christy watched them all and loved yeah. them, but I've I mean, he experimented it. on Cyclops and Jean Grey <coughs> to, to basically find the perfect specimen. Well, those are the two I'd like to learn more about. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, he... I mean, he was created for the purpose of not being Magneto. Because Magneto, obviously, given the Jewish heritage or the concentration camp backstory, would have been against eugenics. So, you're trying to come up with a new <coughs> villain. Right. What do you want to create, but you don't want it to feel like Magneto? Well, you're going to go the exact opposite and go, okay, this guy loves eugenics, and he wants to experiment on mutants, and he okay. wants to do all this. Again, created by Chris Claremont, the same guy that created Cannonball and a bunch of other X-Men. Yeah, cool. All right. So, uh, last one I'm going to, well, if we have an honorable mention, I'll talk about that one, but I'm also going to... Well, I'm sorry, but I wanted to do the rest of them because I knew yeah. I wouldn't, we weren't going to be... I wasn't going to James Thomas it, <laughs> and I'm I'm not either. No, I'm just playing. Um, I but tried since, so hard. But since I we, try to add fresh content, <laughs> unlike your deterred statements. But since we just mentioned Which him, he won't be deterred. <laughs> but uh, since we mentioned him uh, during the Colossus segment, James ooh. is now rubbing his huge honker on Chad. I know was a bitch, and I didn't want to. <laughs> Euphemism is a honker for James's penis. <laughs> Luke Cage. <laughs> And by huge, not so much. Luke Cage is your third one? Yeah. I really, Sweet Christmas. I really love Luke Cage. Mike Coulter is a nice guy. Yeah, but he's good. I still don't think they got him right in the show. Okay. I, lo- I love Luke Cage, the show. I, I liked like... Luke Cage, the show. Okay, no, uh, love may be strong. I had some issues. The, the first half of the first season was amazing. Yeah, until they killed off an Academy Award, Award winner. winner as your villain. And then everything after that was... Yeah. Uh, let's be honest. That guy can act. But yeah, I like mm. that show a lot. But and, and, but Luke, I still don't think they got Luke Cage right. Even though I like Mike Coulter's interpretation. Think about it. I've met two-thirds of that cast. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, I just forgot about Shades. Luke, <laughs> Luke Cage first appeared in Luke Cage Hero for Hire number one in June 1972. Uh, he was created by Archie Goodwin, George Tuska, Roy Thomas, and John <coughs> Ramada, Ramada Sr. I've always said Ramita, but I could remember. It might be Ramita. Um, Luke Cage Ramita, was created. Do you know why he was created? Because they needed somebody who was tougher than Shaft. What was popular in 1972? Shaft. Black exploitation. Shaft. Yes. Actually, I think a lot of that was started by Sweet Sweetback's badass song. If we actually want, and we should do a two-parter on black exploitation films and actually go through the history of that. I, I agree with you on that. That's that, but I yeah. understand people want to talk the comics. But no, uh, he was first created as a result of the emergence of the black exploitation genre. Uh, he was the first African American superhero to appear in his own comic series. Now, here's what everybody's gonna say: What about Black Panther? Uh, Black Panther did appear in comics before Luke Cage. Yep. However, he did not get his own book until 1973. What? Yep. Black Panther existed in the 60s, <clears throat> but he just appeared in other comics. Yep. He didn't ever had his own series. Did they always have the same backstory that they do in the movie? For what? Luke Black Cage? Panther. Wakanda Black Panther? and all that stuff? Yeah, Wakanda yeah, yeah, yeah. was always... I was just curious. I yes. didn't know. Yeah. Um, the comic uh, received two... This is what was interesting about 
real quick. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you may be getting ready to mention. Are you going to talk about the transition to Power Man? Yep. Okay, never mind. I'll shut up. Uh, the comic received. I knew about that too. Yeah, the comic receives two quick retitles at its start. He uh, shortly after Luke Cage Hero for Hire number one, it became Luke Cage Power Man, uh, and then it was shortened to just Power Man by the issue seventeen. Um. Luke Cage was generally a man who provided his services for a fee to anyone that could afford them. And this is one of the best stories uh, of Luke Cage early on is he teamed up with the Fantastic Four for the sole purpose of Dr. Doom owed him money because Dr. Doom hired him and he refused to pay Luke Cage. So Luke, you know, you gotta, you gotta know what you're getting into when the guy's yeah. name's, last name's Doom. I was gonna say, but that that's what I, I love about... Of course you about... think he's a doctor. I love about Luke Cage is he is effectively a bounty hunter. Yeah. And, and I love that about that character because You're right, they great, don't really have that in the show. No. That, that, they briefly mention it, but the, uh, in the very bot, in the very last half of that second season, and then it just never... The, and that's the thing that I loved about it, even when, and I know you're probably going to talk about the team-ups that happened, but there's a great line, and it's not involving Luke Cage, but one of the older Spider-Man comics that I loved, and by older, I mean 80s, so depending on your age if that's old but when i was a kid there's a storyline where spider-man has to team up with a mercenary and it's not luke cage but there's they have an entire conversation and they both go away going it takes all kinds i guess and the entire conversation is the mercenary is like you would risk your life day in day out knowing other people love you and care about you and you don't ask for a dime and of course spider-man says back you expect money to do what's right and they, they both turn around and walk away, and both of them say it takes all kinds. And I always thought that was fascinating, because I think we would see more mercenaries. I mean, no offense, man, but if I get powers, I'll try to do good. I'm not taking kill people assignments, but I'm probably going to say, listen, I got student loans to pay. No, yeah. no, they're going to Alan more this up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Manhattan getting that paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> but no, just uh, saying. the reason I like Luke Cage is he's generally a very down-to-earth superhero and does not he does not want to be bothered with the major battles his counterparts take place in he is more concerned with the downtrodden and making a buck for those that can pay him um so luke cage you know eventually when the title started to fizzle he they teamed up with the iron iron fist and they became it, they believe the whole series was called Hero for Hire, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, Power Man and Iron Fist Heroes for Hire. They also became yeah. the they're the ultimate whatever. My kid has the the book where he's Power Man because I didn't know about Power Man and I thought that sounded so stupid. Yeah. When I was reading the book to my kid. Yeah. Because why would you put on a suit of a guy who's already tough as nails? Right. Yeah. So it's him, Spider Man, uh, Iron Fist. Uh, and uh, black and silver saber, I think silver, is her name. Saber, yeah. and that's the what is it called? It's, uh, it's called it's, it's called the the com the cartoon's called Ultimate Spider Man. Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah, um, I guess they were trying to make it more. Uh, I think the reason they went back <coughs> to calling him Power Man in the the cartoon is they wanted to make it more appealing to kids. So yeah. just having a character named Luke Cage, kids aren't gonna go. I want to buy Luke Cage. Yeah. No, I want to buy Power, Power Man. Man. Yeah, no, it just, it, it, I, it didn't make any and, sense And to me. the whole thing about him being Power Man, his suit was ridiculous back in the day. I mean, he had a silver tiara. A, I a, love yeah. the way the show did that. Oh, though. yeah, yeah. The Is show was the booster gold. In. You bastard. I'm just asked. Uh, he has a silver tiara. He has a, a yellow pirate puffy shirt with the, the chest out, metal uh, arm bracelets, 
and a, and a <coughs> chain for a belt in blue jeans. That was that was Luke Cage's early outfit. Now he doesn't even wear an outfit. He's just basically blue jeans, a short sleeve T-shirt. Yeah. Don't mess with me. Uh, he also had a huge afro. Now he's bald. Um, That's the reason why you like him. <laughs> but my favorite stories with Luke Cage actually involved uh, his time with the Avengers. Uh, it was called the New Avengers. Um, during that time, he fought Carnage to a standstill, which was really cool because he's in a he's in a dank uh, basement uh, prison cell, uh, and the 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 gel the the cells become open and out comes Carnage and Carnage is a vampire essentially he's trying to suck out Luke Cage's mm-hmm. um, life force and he can't because he has unbreakable skin and Luke Cage he can't win the fight Carnage is just more powerful but at the same time Carnage can't beat him because he's unbeat he's unbreakable um, he also took over he's leadership Bruce Willis. Yeah, he also took leadership um, of the, the the Avengers when they when they factioned off after the Civil War story arc, mm-hmm. and Captain America was dead. And what? And, yeah, Captain America dead. He came back. He got better. He didn't die in the I Civil War movie. Better. I saw. No, I know. They I killed Lincoln, though. <laughs> what? Civil War happened in the United States. Oh, okay, North and South got me. That's the American out. Civil War. Don't start on the British one. We're very, very limited on our Civil War knowledge to only yeah. American. What that else matters? Keep yeah. going. America. Um, no, uh, but I liked it because you saw Luke Cage struggle <coughs> with the fact that he's trying to lead Wolverine, Spider-Man, uh, Doctor Strange, and Iron Fist. And he's not Captain America. Captain America would listen to people. Captain America was more... Uh, willing to cooperate yeah more of a team member and luke cage was just like this is what needs to be done this is what we're going to do there's no argument so did he take the disc thing where you know whether you're dominant yeah. an yeah. influencer a steady <laughs> or a complier you familiar with this yes turns out guess which one i am yeah <laughs> i couldn't even guess influencer oh really by a long shot now, you know what's you- number second Number What's two. number second? Do you know what is number second? Enlighten me. Dominant. <laughs> Hold on. The world just opened up. I never saw that. By the way, do, do, you, do you all know about the film adaptation that we almost got? Of, of Luke Cage? Of Luke Cage? Of Luke or Cage. disc? No. Of Luke Cage? So, the it was going... In 2003, Columbia Pictures got the rights to make it. <coughs> the screenplay was penned by Ben Ramsey with... Avi Arad, um, Avi Arad for Spider-Man, uh, serving as producer. John Singleton was going to be the director. That makes sense. Jamie Foxx and Tyrese Gibson were considered for their lead role, but people competing for it included Dwayne Johnson, Isaiah Mustafa, and Mr. Elba. Isaiah Mustafa is in the new It movie, right? I don't um, know. Anyway. However, in May of 2013. The rights finally reverted back to Marvel, which is how we get the Netflix show. Yeah, which I, I and I really hope that we see another version of Luke Cage. In an interview he did literally yesterday, I popped up on my feed. Um, he said he that he said that there there that pay, that book is still open. Yeah. Um, even and a certain CEO Bob Iger said, "Well, if there's enough demand, there's always a movie." Hmm. So I hope. Yeah, but I think, and I like that some people refer to the Netflix shows as those are your street level heroes. They're not going to go toe to toe with Galactus, but I like those stories. 
Yeah. I I mean I tell you it's hard to beat that Punisher show. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And I, if we lose uh, right. season one and season three of Daredevil. No, no, I haven't got to finish season three. Actually, I didn't get to finish season three of Punisher. But you mean season two? Season two. two. Punisher sadly only got two seasons, which was depressing because it was such a good show. Daredevil, Punisher, and and um, I I do I like Jessica Jones. I do like it. I like it quite a bit. I like the way they have her played. I'll never eventually get to it. I'll never never eventually get get to to it. it. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up that we almost got a film before. I didn't. All right, what's your next one? Do I have time? Um, yeah, just keep going. We'll, it worked out I, the last time. <laughs> I want to do... Uh, off. Uh, thanks, Joe. I want to bring up one that I had a great love for and then fizzled quickly, but I would love to see what could happen God, if somebody... God, doesn't say Dana. If somebody... <laughs> if somebody... Why did I go French? <laughs> oh, 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 That's one tasty baguette. <laughs> Created by writer Tom DeFalco and artist Mike Manley, Darkhawk. Oh really? And in the very Why beginning, at beginning the first four or five issues, I never read, read it? it. I just know okay, I had so a Dark friend Hawk, in high school that was obsessed with Dark Hawk. Dark Hawk, the first five or six I issues. I don't think I hung out with anybody in high school that read comic books. I, you could have stopped it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah, yeah. With anybody in high school. I hung um, out with some people, but it just wasn't probably. I'll a present good crowd. one of them. You know what? <laughs> oh man, that's um, a mean joke because there's nothing I funny know. down this road. Purely accurate. Let's talk about those orphan children, James. <laughs> I know. You want me to make it dark? Yeah. Now you're just too late. Speaking of dark, Darkhawk. No, Darkhawk. The first several if it ain't issues, Silverhawks it ain't shit. The first several issues of Darkhawk were really interesting <laughs> because he didn't know what he was. And well, he's that, a stupid person. No, he's not a person. That was the entire thing. Um, basically, Christopher Powell found that actually sounds this, like somebody found an ambulant type thing. Somebody I don't like. And yeah, there you go. Chris, you Powell. know we we know people named well. I know people with the last name Powell. Chris Powell. No. Well, then there you go. But um, basically, uh, he found a his. There were drugs in the neighborhood. There was gang activity. He grew up in a bad part of New York. <coughs> and he ends up finding this crystal top thing. Yes. In weird circumstances. And he's going to be killed. And finally he grabs at it. And it turns him into this thing. What made the comic really interesting in the beginning. And the problem is, they tried to resolve what he was. What? Are you recording? Uh, it looks like you're recording. I just recorded right when you were saying, oh, so we were talking about kids recording. Well, I'm the one who has to go back and edit this shit anyway. That so is I'm true. only screwing myself so y'all can so, have a whole bag of suck it. So, anyway. We can fix it in post. What? Yeah, basically. <laughs> what What was interesting about Darkhawk when it first began, and that's why I wanted to end on this one. I've Star got, wipe! I've got one more that I want to bring up. Why is your finger all the way up it's to your up brain? It's not my nose. I'm scratching the side of my it nose. It looks like you're this, scratching This, sir, is up my nose. There this you go. That'll bring in the women. Um, it don't have to bring in the one. Uh, anyway. um, The one woman? One at a time, sir. One at a time. One at a time. Um, Darkhawk was an interesting Dark character when he first Hawk. began because it was this guy that if he grabbed this thing, he would turn into a thing. My favorite issue <laughs> that I had... He grabbed a thing, uh, he would My turn favorite into issue a thing. that I had, and it was actually the last issue I read until <coughs> years later because I got like issues one through five or something like that. The last issue that I had, 
he gets shot. Yeah, it looks like they're shooting at him in this one. Yeah, he gets shot in in Darkhawk form, and he's scared to transform back because he is. I mean, he is bleeding out as Darkhawk. Why is he but, pissing off Iron Man? But if he turns back into human and he has those wounds, he knows he'll die instantly because he got machine gun. And so he's sitting there in front of a mirror, and he he's deciding. And basically his, his family is at the door thinking he's starting to do drugs and yeah. he has to decide, am I going to try to turn back and, and risk bleeding out or is everybody going to know who I am? Well, you know someone's at the door. The Here's where this character went wrong. And I wanted to bring it up because, hey, Marvel <coughs> Comics, if you wanted to relaunch a character and make it more supernatural. I was going to say, it kind of sounds, real quick before you say that, is he kind of sounds like Guyver. Yeah, kind of. Kind okay. of that's a respectable comparison, I think. Um, Mark Hamill. When... <laughs> They tried to give him an or so for years or not for years for a long time for the first several issues of the comic that was just saying he became Darkhawk we didn't know what Darkhawk was etc cetera, etc cetera. well unfortunately they tried to give him an origin and when they did what they came up with was that his body is I can't make this up you can guess what time they resolved this origin on what was popular at the time his body is called a Raptor. It is a techno-organic construct that possesses these abilities and it's hidden. Uh, it's a, the, the amulet that becomes embedded in his chest when he transforms is actually a seed from the Trees of Shadows, which is located in Null Space. It ties back to a bunch of Marvel villains at the time, etc., etc., but basically he's using this thing that's created in the Dark Realms of Space. The reason I bring that up is if you put that character and you flesh that out and connected it to what we saw with the Collector and Guardians of the Galaxy films or something like that, it would be cool. The problem was they created that origin and went, yeah, let's just never bring it up ever again. It was a character that didn't need that origin. It was far more interesting when it was like, is he making a deal with the devil every time he does it? Is he, you know, is it supernatural? Is it? They they explained what was in the soup. Then the soup didn't taste right anymore. And so I wanted to bring it up because I think it's an interesting character. Was, in the soup. Um, was that soup deterred it? Not after they explained it. Was that was one too it. many times? Too many turds. Damn it. Anyway, he keeps popping up in characters. Went to the well one too many times, Mr. Smith. He does pop up in characters. Matter of fact, recently. God damn, Lassie never comes Recently, he was seen in the Guardian of the Galaxy comics where he is called to a meeting with Star Fox, who is the brother of. John Fox. No, Thanos. Oh. Um, and and he is... Star Fox was um, a Super Nintendo game that I never got the point of. Continue. Well, that's where I know that from. Yeah. He, he basically ends up having to work with the Dark Order and work with the Death Goddess uh, Hela from Thor. Hella Thor good. Hella good. Um, and, and so he is still around. He is considered a cosmic power, but his origin became what... Drove him down. I wanted to bring him up because as a, as when I was younger, the way the first few issues were written were great. When they started replacing writers and that writer went, no, no, I'll give him an origin. Things went downhill. Hmm. So I want to bring him up. So, you know, that's he's a, he was an interesting character that died off. Honorable mention. Gambit. He's uh, next to Colossus. Have you ever tried to throw a card? You can't throw no, a card. Can't like throw a card. Ricky J could. Yeah, Ricky J. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, but Ricky J. could. Yeah, Ricky J. could throw him into watermelons, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, no. I just always they actually explained that once in the because uh, somebody actually asked the creator, and they were like, "Well, it's because he charges them." 
And once they have that kinetic energy, he, he controls them. Yeah. Um, but no, I just... When X-Men, the animated <coughs> series, came out, I knew most of the characters on the series. Then all of a sudden, here comes this cool-looking guy with a trench coat on and a super suit underneath that, and he had these red... These black eyes with, with pink pupils. I was like, who the hell's that? And then he also he throws cards at explode and he has a bow just everything about um and he wasn't invented till the 1990s and Channing tatum still hasn't played him oh man i, I probably will i'm be honest with you i'm kind of hoping that doesn't happen but, but it's, it's almost happened what several times several times with Channing tatum. tatum he has never left it right, right. it's like his dream role or right. one of his roles right right and then, if i've read all this correctly yeah. and then the only other version we've gotten in movies is taylor keish played him in that uh, awful wolverine movie Oof. Uh, so first you charge the card, then you throw, throw the, the card. card. No, that's Gambit gets an honorable mention, and then just also the, again it was I didn't bring him up, but he's still one of my favorite characters, Daredevil and the Punisher. Yeah, I thought I, about talking about the Punisher. I'm gonna do an honorable mention that's not a character <coughs> because it's too important. Because I do like Marvel supernatural takes, Tomb of mm-hmm. Dracula, and all of that stuff. Um, Mike Plug who is an artist, artist who worked yeah. on Man-Thing, the monster. And there's card sets dedicated Mike to his Luke art. did a lot of the art for... Um, shit. Uh, isn't he the one who did the art for some of the Dark Crystal and some yes. of the design, right? That, it's, is it Plug or Flug? It's something like that. P-L-O-O-G. He was a huge influence on Rob Bottin. Um And who would and actually and, used a lot of it for the thing. And Jerry Conway, who I mentioned earlier, created Man-Thing. I want to bring up a book for Marvel that is so important. <coughs> Especially if you're the fan of a certain uh, book um, in a certain franchise where things are groovy and people have chainsaws for hand. i got to bring up The Dark Hold. The Dark Hold is also known as The Book of Sins. And in the Marvel Universe, it is what ties the entire dark side of the universe together. To the point... Isn't that the book that they was a plot point in S.H.I.E.L.D.? I, I I don't I haven't caught up on Agents of Shield, but okay. it may be. But the Darkhold first appeared in 1972 in a, in Marvel Spotlight number three. Yeah. But it was actually first shown in Marvel Spotlight number four. Um, it is referenced again in Werewolf by Night number one, Marvel Chillers number three. The comic book series <coughs> Darkhold Pages from the Book of Sin ran for 16 issues in the early 90s. By the way, yes, it was. It's a it's a plot point in Agents of Shield. Oh, cool. Um. I never made it. It very season. much is the Cthulhu linked book of the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. except it connects to Cthon, who is a demonic elder god who was the Earth's first practitioner of black magic, and he wrote the Darkhold. Being an academic, Cthon wrote all his collected knowledge of magic into the Ironbound Scrolls. Mention. I want to bring it up, though, Joe, because it doesn't matter what part of Marvel Comics you liked, if you look at their history long enough. Um, Conan the Barbarian was owned by Marvel Comics for a long time. Yeah, now, still is. Uh, is it Dynamite doing them? No, I thought Conan's an Avenger now. Oh, is he? No. Uh, Red Sonia, all of that stuff, it pops up there. Tomb of Dracula, the first vampire, was created by somebody misinterpreting pages from the uh, the <coughs> Darkhold mm-hmm. to try to do a ceremony. Uh, Zula, all, uh, uh, Red Sonia villain. Uses the dark hold against the set worshiping sorcerer, in in the Red Sonia. Morgan Le Fay uses mm-hmm. the dark hold. All of this werewolf, all of that, 
And in, in modern times, the Marvel Zombies, which is its own universe now, mm-hmm. is all created because of the Darkhold. Um, By the way, yes, he is in the Savage Avengers with uh, Wolverine, Punisher, and Venom. I'll check that out. That sounds great. Yes. I saw, by the way, I, I posted through uh, Bonehead, if y'all follow Bonehead on Twitter, Archie versus Predator is coming out. Oh, I saw. Um, that being said, in the 90s, Marvel did a huge <coughs> series of horror comics, and you added them all in a, in a storyline called Rise of the Midnight Suns. And Darkhold was a book series that had Blade and some other people having to track down these pages that law, were lost out of the thing. And they were being carried around by someone who basically was tricking people into reading from them. Because if you read from the, you sacrifice your soul. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to sacrifice his soul. He forced other people to do it. Okay. Um, I wanted to bring it up because I, I love the fact that that in and of itself is a character to me. Uh, and if you like supernatural stuff in the Marvel Universe, the fact that they have thrown that out, started in the 70s, was used in Conan, has been used in Avengers. I didn't know it was used in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series. I love the fact that it is the Necronomicon of the Marvel Universe. Um, so I wanted to bring it up. I think it's interesting. Alright guys, this has been our Marvel episode. Is there anything else you want to say? No. Nope. Good. I like that Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange good. Yeah. yeah. He's one of my favorites. Thank you all for tuning in. Please share. Um, hey, I'm, I'm curious to see how iHeartRadio affects us. I wish I knew. I have no idea. I heart radio. That sounds awful. I will see if we get. No, it sounds great. We'll see if we get invited to the I Heart Music Festival. Yeah, that'll happen. Um, I don't think so, dude. <laughs> I mean, it could. They could surprise us. It could be. It's... It could be that they bring us on there just to ha- dump slime on us like that old Nickelodeon show. Oh, that'd be so awesome. You can't do that on iHeartRadio. Yeah, I know. I would kill to be on that. You can't do oh, that on TV. The only thing that would make it better is if Alanis Morissette did a skit with us before it happened. Because she was on, you can't do that on television. Was oh. she really? You didn't know that? No, I don't remember that. Anyway, thank you all so much for tuning you in. You want to know. Share us. <laughs> I mean, um, isn't that ironic? Don't you think? It's a jagged little pill to swallow. God. Dave Coulier, you say. <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. I, I forgive her for Ryan Reynolds. I yeah. mean, who wouldn't do Ryan Reynolds? But Dave Coulier. Okay, you cut it out. And with that, I'm going to end this episode. Thank you so much. <laughs> she was on five episodes of You Can't Do It on Television. I just looked it up. I'm not crazy. I'm crazy. Totally crazy. Totally cray cray. <laughs>